Welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try to watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today, we are watching episode 25 of Futariwa. Let's go to the Field of Light, Popo. Us too? Also known as... Return to the Garden of Light. Yes. Ah, that's a much shorter one. Yep. Uh, and as y'all know, we definitely did episode 24. I don't know why you think that someone else was doing that episode. It was clearly the two of us. Right, Cassidy? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you d- you definitely couldn't have heard our voices doing some other podcast instead of that week. Yeah, that that would be silly. <laughs> what else would we talk about? Um, we could have talked about Tokyo Mew Mew. Yeah. That's we a didn't. show. No, we didn't. I can confirm that we did not do that. <laughs> yes, we definitely did not talk about Tokyo Mew Mew. Oh, it's Eng- oh, it's dub version Mew Mew Power. Because last week we definitely talked about how they were still at the uh, summer training camp. Which is interesting because usually when we cut to the next episode, they're in a different place. Yeah, this is two episodes in a row where we're just like, no, this is a direct continuation. Yes. Which means that we are in the end game. Yes. Next episode's the last one. There's definitely not at least 20 more, 23 more episodes. Nope. Of Wa. Nope. After, after next episode, we get to jump to Max Heart, right? Yep. Finally, we're on the second season. <laughs> It's been so long. Yes. But as you all know, last episode, they finally defeated Ikubo, or as far as they're aware, they defeated him. And they got all the prism stones back, including Ikubo's one. Yeah. So so episode 24 and then episode 25 are, is interesting because the ending of 24 technically is also the start. Of 25, but some of the dialogue is different in the uh, subs. Like, it feels like the beginning of 25 is a lot more condensed than, like, what is said. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's just because they're trying to do a recap without making it a recap. Yeah. Because we start the episode with them putting the final two prism stones into the prism hopish. They're currently at Honoka's house to do this. For a second, they're not, like, sure if it worked because nothing happens. And then light bursts out of it. And there's a giant rainbow that extends from Honoka's house. Yep. And... (laughs) Everything is fine. Nothing is wrong. Nothing... I mean, it's better than everything else they've experienced. And poor Nagisa gets hit in the face. With a Nintendo 3DS. I mean, I think it's also supposed to be a phone. It's like, like, it looks like it's supposed to be a pocket computer. 
because it yeah. has like one of those tiny mice that don't actually move they just sort of slide left and right um yeah it definitely looks like a nintendo 3ds it does i could have gotten a custom shell for my nintendo 3ds or my sorry my new nintendo 3ds the one that had the face plates that looks like this guy yeah i mean if you still have it it's not too late <laughs> i mean i never had one of those but you know it's the concept yes well it, it's never too late to get one now even though they don't make 3ds games anymore i think I'd have to pull up another Wikipedia page for that. <laughs> yes, but we finally meet another fairy. This name is Poland, and he's the prince of the Popo. field of Popo. He is the yes, he's the prince of the field of light, and he has a little crown on his head. It's very cute, and he says they will go to the field of light, and so will the pretty cures. And the pretty cures are like, ah, oh wait, hold on a sec. You want us to go to the Field of Light? And then the prince throws a tantrum. Yes. He just starts rolling around on the ground like, No, you have to come. You have to come. The queen said the pretty cures have to come. But you have to. Yes, they must. And they're like, well, I guess we'll go. I mean, what choice do we have? What is it? Like, I don't, I'm not entirely sure why they're so against going to the Field of Light. Do they think they don't they be able to get back? They don't know, like, the whole, you know, stuff going of, you know, leaving to a different dimension right now suddenly without telling anyone. That's fair. It's definitely... I remember how that went for the Digimon kids? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, I'm sure. I'm sure they won't get trapped in the Field of Light. It's, mm -hmm. I definitely know they're not going to get trapped in the Field of Light, considering what happens at the end of this episode. <laughs> Yeah, they won't have to find a beach full of telephones that none of them work or anything like that. Yes. <laughs> or just a desert full of telephone wires, uh, telephone towers. They might still be attacked by a giant bug. Yes, that's very possible. So they are led into the house where this like bright light is. Uh, the grandma's there, but she's asleep. Uh, oh, before I forget... This does confirm that, uh, even though this, we saw this in episode 24, but the, uh, Prism Stones are in Meeple and Meeple's Tales, like we thought they were. Yes. Although they don't technically form the shapes, because they still make those shapes when they're removed. Mm. But, you know, there's a good bet. Yes. Good guess. Yes. So they start floating up into the rainbow and start flying. All the fairies are in their phone devices. And Honoka and Nagisa are just, like, in a bubble. And <laughs> Nagisa wonders what kind of place the field of light is. And Honoka, like, ha makes this expression, like, maybe you will have to be those little creatures as well to live there. Yes, and we see a picture of a, um, I just wrote down Nagisa Mipo. Yes. She still has hair, though, in her fairy form or what she imagined she would have to look like yeah and if i've done my if i understand the the pattern she wouldn't be saying meepo either she'd be saying napo yes that is definitely the pattern we've seen so far uh that's why i say cheapo because i guess maybe mine should have been chapo but it's too late to change that's it now. a different thing <laughs> yes pretty care go on chapo 
I also can't do that the proper way. Because then it just more suggests that I work for the mob. (laughs) Yeah. So they land in the field of light. Uh, Our first scene of it, it looks really beautiful. But then we like kind of look over at parts of it and it's like parts of it are still destroyed. Uh, like they're like big like crevices in the ground and like darkness in places. Yeah, there's like a cavern or canyon of darkness or something like that. Everything the light touches is yours. Uh, Poland. What about this that? Is, dark? This is the field of light. The light touches everything. Hmm. See, it still works. I was gonna, I was gonna say, what about that dark place over there? Like, well, that's where the field where the. <sighs> Let me take this again. That's where the Zuku zone fucked our shit up. Don't go there. (laughs) I mean, yes, it is the field of light. Light touches everything. Except for the places the Zuku zone destroyed, because they're in league with the dark. They are the darkness. So we see some people walk over. Some of them like fruit people or fruit or veggie people. Yes, I love those. They're my favorite. They're very good. And... Uh, Meeple and Ripple are so happy to see everyone again. They're, like, just really happy to be home, which, like, who can blame them? They've been gone for, like, months now in the Field of Rainbow. So they're, like, mm-hmm. really happy to be home. And then the light, the light, the rainbow disappears. So, and they are gestured over to the Palace of Lights that's up on this, like, real fantasy-looking mountain. Oh, sorry. I zoned out for a second. Did you mention that Grandma was asleep? I did mention that she was asleep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she was taken... I think she was kind of asleep before everything happened. Yeah, she has been sort of asleep this entire time. So they go to this uh, up towards the Palace of Lights, and they see more destruction, which really upsets uh, Meeple. He doesn't like thinking about like when everything got destroyed, when they had like one away. And then we get inside and we finally meet the senior who's like an old man. Yes, just like an old man. Not even like an old man we've met before or anything like that. Or like an advisor or anything. He just seems to be an old man. Yeah, he kind of has the memory of an old man because like he starts... Saying, like, he's happy to see the Meeples, and it must have been... (laughs) Well, first he's happy to see Mipple and Meeple, and he says it must have been rough for them to live in the Field of Rainbow. And Meeple starts saying something, but then the fairies that were in the cards that took care of them uh, are suddenly behind him. And the cook's like, he was so picky, and another one's like, he stayed up late at night. And then another one's like, all he does is play... Yeah, all of the staff are just very upset, and yes. it makes it's fine. It's totally earned. Yeah, and Senior doesn't seem to be surprised that like this went on. Uh, <laughs> he then greets the pretty cures, and he can't remember that they're called the legendary warriors. He's like the legendary, the legendary, and the like, the legendary warriors. The hash bringing, the slash hanging. <laughs> now I'm trying to remember what it, the actual thing is for that. 
The Hash Slinging Slasher. Okay, that was a good episode of Spongebob. Most episodes are pretty good. We're not talking about Spongebob, we're talking about Pretty Cure. Is Spongebob a magical girl show? The answer is no. But I had to say it out loud because everyone was thinking it. Yes, I was thinking it, so... I've updated it now. (laughs) Excellent. So, they tell him... Well, the Meeples uh, give him their names, and he's like, Oh, Yoko-san and Kiko-san, was it? And they're like, uh, no. Yeah, I want to know who um, Yoko and Seiko are. Uh, they're the alternate pretty cures in a different in a different world these two are the pretty cures has anyone written fanfic about yoko and seiko uh i don't know but if they haven't they should we then learn that uh the reason why the field of light wasn't like completely like utterly annihilated by the jizuku zone is that uh meeple and meeple had the two remaining prism stones so because they were able to flee Everything was able to, like, not be, like, completely annihilated by the Zuku Zone. Because usually, uh, worlds just have their energies sucked away, and, like, they just become completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. But the Field of Light is very special, too, because they are protected by the power of light. And that source of power is the Prism Stones. So they get praised, and both Meeple and Meeple are just very, like... Flatter to be praised by Senior. You know, they did a good job, I guess. Meeple more than Meeple, but they did alright. Yeah, they did good enough. Yes. We then see some random fairy servant come over to summon the all of them to the queen. This is a very cute scene because you can see when this happens, uh... Poland just kind of, like, waddles over to the <laughs> guy. Mm-hmm. So they start heading over to where the queen is, and they go down, like, this corridor, and they a big door opens, and they're like, where's the queen? Where is she? And at first, I thought maybe she was, like, a ghost, or, like, dead, and, like, had to be, like, was, like, kind of like a ghost right now because of everything. But no, because if the leader... Of the Zuku Zone is a giant man. Well, then the queen of the Field of Light is a giant woman. Yeah, she big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she very big. I was not expecting this. Uh, why is... One, why is she so big? Two, why doesn't she move ever? She's just a static 3D model. I mean, does the uh, Jakuki ever move? I feel like we've seen him move at least once, but most of the time not really. But he's also not a 3D model. He's like a painting. He is. He definitely fits in with the rest of the background. This queen is just... Maybe it's just because they needed some way to make her look otherworldly, but she doesn't really move, which is kind of weird. So, finally, now that they're here, the field of light can be completely restored. And Nagisa has a question. She's like, why choose ordinary middle schoolers? It's senior starts trying to explain, but like in a way where like, you're not really explaining. You're like, well, it's kind of like, well, you see, because of... <gasps> no, go ahead. You can finish it. Sorry, I'm just... I have a tab open right now that I need to talk to you about after we're done. <laughs> okay. 
So after that, the queen's like, well, the reason is deep within your hearts. That is what moved her to choose them. And they're like, but what's in our hearts? Like, Uh, blood, usually. <laughs> I don't think that's why she chose them, though, Cassie. Well, not... Mm, you gotta have blood. I mean... It's the only requirement to be a pretty cure. <laughs> Man, anyone can be a pretty cure. Yeah, that's why, um... The dead guy. What's his name? I can't remember his name, even though I drew a picture of him as a pretty cure. You mean Kyria? Yeah, Kyria. That's why Kyria can't be a pretty cure. No blood. <laughs> Can vampires be pretty cures? Do they have to, like, drink someone's blood to be to transform? Okay, this is an interesting question. If you drink the blood of a magical girl, can you become the magical girl? Do you gain the power? Hmm. Yes. So are magical girls reverse vampires? Yes. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Magical girls are reverse vampires. <laughs> Where are we in the episode? Uh, yes. So no one knows what's in their heart that makes them a pretty cure. They're like, talking to Meeple and Meeple, and they're like, we don't know either. And the queen doesn't really explain it either. So she just praises them and says that they did a good job of getting all seven prism stones and they must go to the Hell of Light to uh, perform this like ritual to use the power of creation to turn the Field of Light back to normal. So they start heading up there. I'm going to be honest, it's like around here and I'm sitting here thinking, could this be a trap? Could all of this be like an illusion or something? Because oh. just how vague they are, like, they're being with, like, oh, yeah, it's because of something deep in your heart. See, I never got the impression it was going to be a trap, but I... And also, like, just the old man not knowing anybody's names. You know, I was like, oh, maybe maybe he's secretly not supposed to be there. Hmm, that would have been pretty good if that was what happened. It's not the case, but, like... Now that you got me thinking about it, it would be a really good trap, and it makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Instead of a trap that springs, they head up to the, uh, Hello Lights, and when they get there, uh, Senior's talking about how the seven of them are... Going to bring about the power of creation from the Prism Stones. Yes. And they're like, what are you talking about? There's only six of us here. And he's like... The queen is always with us. Yes. And now that we've gathered the seven prism stones, we're going to say the incantation to summon the dragon so we can grant a wish. <laughs> I couldn't remember the dragon's name, which is a shame. I don't Shenron. The Shenron's the dragon's name. Instead, we cut to the Dizuku zone where the Jackal King, who's now all by himself, well, I guess... Technically not. We'll get to it. Uh, it's like, I can't let this come to pass. Like, he is able to sense, like, they're about to use the power of creation to restore the field of light. And he's like, I can't let this happen. I will not let this come to pass. Yeah. He's, he's big mad. Yeah. I mean, he did want the power of creation for himself. So if someone else is going to use it, that's not good. He wants those prism stones. We cut uh. back. They summon wisdom. They do summon wisdom. They place the box 
in the center of this like star-shaped stone and wisdom shows up and they it starts like floating down like it's like there's this indent in the stone in the center where the box will like land and they'll be able to use the power of creation somehow the way this goes about is unclear like exactly what's going to happen with the use of the power of creation i'm sure we'll find out in two episodes uh one episode and one episode i can't do math clearly uh Instead, lightning starts striking all around, and it ends up knocking over the box, and it, like, spills, and all the prison stone falls on the ground, and it strikes the ground, and something comes up from it. And at first, my first thought when I saw this, first, I had two thoughts. They were both wrong. One, was this a Zakana? Then they said, it can't, like, they said, it can't be you. And I said, oh, God, is the Jakku King just coming here himself? Yeah, so... That's also the one that I thought, and I wasn't corrected until later, like, a lot later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he he comes out the ground, um, this, what essentially looks like the dark dude, but he's wearing a very bad shirt, and I was just like, why did they suddenly give him this bad shirt? <laughs> or did they just not want to draw the Jakku King's nipples? What's going on? <laughs> so confusing like did he put on a shirt to come and come here he's like well if i'm going out i better get dressed <laughs> but i don't have anything here let me just wrap this bandage around my chest in the worst way possible <laughs> you gotta look good when you fight your enemies he doesn't look good he looks <laughs> extremely bad I mean, he's evil. What does he know about fashion? Maybe I don't know. He could have gotten some tips from Passard. <laughs> it is not the Jakku King that has shown up. It is Ikubo, and the weird shirt is just his ripped up robes. Ugh. <laughs> Apparently, he's been transformed into a cicada. Or something like that, from just being so mad about everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, the two of them, it's time to transform, because, you know, he's determined. Or well, first they try and complete the ritual, but, like, he's coming over there too fast, and, like, we just gotta transform and fight him. Mm-hmm. And they do and my next best. note is, why does he have this dumb shirt? <laughs> So they try and fight him, and they don't succeed. He's too strong for him, for them. Too strong for him. God. Okay. He is too strong for them. So he just kind of picks up the pretty cures uh -huh. and the prison hopish with wisdom. He doesn't even, like, pick that up. It, like, gets engulfed in darkness and disappears. Yes. And they are transported away from the, here. The pretty cures are dragged to hell. Yes. Um, And when they land... This is when Honika says, where is Ikuvo? And I'm just like, oh, that was Ikuvo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all three of them land, because Wisdom with the Prism Hoppish is also here. And they look around and like, oh, huh. There's some weird, badly CG clouds everywhere. And mountains everywhere. And then they turn around. And for the first time, they see the Jakku King. Get you love, love, mode. <laughs> yeah, and that's how it ends. 
That's the episode. Uh huh. Folks, next episode, it's time for them to fight the Jakku King. How are they going to fight a man so big? You know what would have been really cool? This is not going to happen, but like, why can't the the queen of the Field of Light just come and fight the Jakku King? And it can be two giant beings fighting each other, like a kaiju battle. What if the pretty hairs fuse into a giant pretty hair? <gasps> that would be really cool. I mean, that does happen in some of the ones later on. Don't but... tell me this. If you did, if you didn't tell me, it would be extra surprising. Well, listen. When we get to those, it's going to be like years from now. Are you going to remember I said this? You, I might. <laughs> well, I won't say anymore, so that you'll anticipate it every season we watch. Like, is this the one where they turn into a giant lady? I just want to see you turn into a giant lady. That's how that goes, right? Yes. I think that's... Isn't that... No. What it's is just it? A, it's just a couple of words off. It's not worth correcting. Okay. Listen, it's it's close enough. So next episode, it's time to fight the Jakku King and I guess Ikubo, who's also going to be there. He was in the previews. Uh... And that's it. That's the end. They're going to defeat the Jakku King, probably. This is a pretty cure season. The most likely going to win. I don't think it's going to be a downer ending. And mm-hmm. then everyone's going to go back home and live out their lives. And pretty, and we'll see what happens in Max Heart. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. And if you want to tell us if you think they should become a giant lady, you can find us on Twitter at Engage. And if you want you to find me on Twitter and talk to me, I talk about so many things. I don't really have anything specific currently. I don't think so. Well, if you just want to find me online, you can find me at magical underscore pride on Twitter. And if you want to find me, you can find me at madlobotanist on Twitter. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, where I have most recently been tweeting out ideas for theme park rides and attractions. Yes. You should plug your podcast. Okay, fine. I'll plug my podcast, too. <laughs> my other podcast is Kids and Their Dog, at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. It's a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. By the time this comes out, you would have heard our very, very good April Fool's Day episode, um, which also has its own Twitter account. Um, so go... you. You don't need to follow that one, but if you're curious, you can check it out. I'm not going to plug it, because that would ruin the surprise for Charlie. Yes, because this episode is being recorded before April Fool's. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Follow the clues. Yes. I'm going to do my best, but I'm not very bright. Uh, I can solve any mysteries. All right. I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else to plug or talk about. Uh, we could plug Apex City. You should. Listen, Yes. Go listen to Apex City, because by the time this comes out, the second episode of The Gold Age will have come out, because it comes out at the end of each month. So go listen to Apex City, listen, and currently, in modern day, they're on the moon. What more could you want from your superhero actual play podcast than going to the moon? If your answer was a... Like, internet celebrity that just sort of shows up every now and then and has a group of followers called the Brociples. That has that, too. Yeah. And if your answer was also, what about a bear? Just someone who's a bear. Well, you're in luck. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there is a bear. And we can finally say 
their new name, which is Barium. That was revealed in the last episode. Yep. You should go listen to Apex City, and you can find them at Apex City Cast. And eventually, in a few months, you will hear some familiar voices. You may already hear some familiar voices from guests. Just one guest. No, yes, just one guest right now. Yep. All right. So, until next time, we need your help, Meepo. Popo. Uh, the seventh highest grossing anime film franchise. Which film franchise? The pretty here. Oh, that makes sense. The combination of transmedia text products, including anime series, film, live performances, theme stores, and toys, has been analyzed as a system of consumption, knowledge, and action that creates a lifestyle text, a set of fictional media works that are synonymous with the lifestyle practices they promote. I don't know what any of those fucking words were. Neither <laughs> do I. They were certainly words. Shall we start the episode? I'm going to ask you some questions first. Alright, I'm game. Let's, let's go. What do you think is the highest grossing anime film? Hmm. I want to say, is it a Studio Ghibli movie? I don't think so. Let me double check. My first thought was like... Akira. I don't know why that came to mind. I think that was like the first anime movie I have ever watched. Akira is number 43. Well, it's on the list, so. Uh, I will say that 2, 3, and 4 are all Studio Ghibli movies. Ah, okay. But not the first one? Not the first one. God, what's the... What's an anime movie that people would really... Is it a Pokemon movie? I don't think No, they're... no. But I will, I will also let you know that it came out within the past five years. Oh, is it, uh, your name? It is. Okay. Uh, Pokemon, the first movie is number seven. Ah, see, I knew Pokemon was on there, too. I felt that would make sense. Yeah, your name, I have, I've never seen your name. I'm gonna Neither say that right now. <laughs> like, I keep thinking to watch it, but I just haven't. A lot of Studio Ghibli's in this top ten. Yeah, that makes sense. They're pretty popular um, movies. Number 12 is Dragon Ball Super Broly. Oh. Number 18 is Yokai Watch the Movie. Ooh. What's the last anime movie I watched? My Neighbor Totoro is number 49. Oh. Just coming in on, in that top 50. Yeah, just barely. Yeah. I've watched a lot of anime recently. I don't think I've watched an anime movie in a while. Although I was thinking of rewatching uh Kinobio Loves and Delusion Take On Me, because I was talking about it recently. Take on me. <laughs> oh, this one has it listed by the top one of the year. Oh. Hmm. I was asking. I feel like there's a lot less Ghibli on this list. Hmm. I feel like there hasn't been a big Ghibli movie in a while. Okay. So here's here's the list I was looking for. Okay. Uh, this is by franchise. This is the top 25 highest grossing anime film franchises and film series. Um, let's see if you can name the top five. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. Pretty Here is number seven. So this is anime film series and yes. movies? Franchises and series. Well, 
Pokemon has to be there, right? Pokemon is number two. Okay, Pokemon's number two. Digimon? Digimon is number 11. Oh, come on. Digimon's good. Uh, God, what's another, what's a big, the Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is number four. Okay. What's another, hmm. What's popular with the, I was about to say what's popular with the teens these days, but I don't think that's the Um, entire demographic. I think one of these would be, this is the thing that teens Uh, are into. else? And then the other two, I think, are more different demographics. Hmm. Is one of them, I don't know, what's popular? Gaio, Gaio. Oh, One Piece. Yes, One Piece is number five. How can I forget about One Piece, that fucking mammoth of a series? Is Naruto one of them? Naruto is number ten. Oh, that's surprising. Pretty here. More profitable than Naruto. Huh. Take that. Well, this is grossing. It's not net, so I don't actually know if that's true. I feel like it has to be. We beat them. We win. Uh, God. I don't know. I give up. The other two that you're missing is number three with case closed. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, And number one is Doraemon. Oh, okay. Where do you think Sailor Moon is on this list? Is it... In the top 20? No. Oh. What, what number is Sailor Moon? Sailor Moon is number 21. I was close. That's surprising. Uh, I mean, I guess if you're considering that there's only been three Sailor Moon films. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, never mind. I changed my mind. Uh, Can I? Why can't I sort this? By, okay, I'd have to put this... I might put this in a different spreadsheet just so I can look by, like, the average amount they made per film. Because mm. Sailor Moon might jump up a few spots, but... Yeah, because by that metric, it would be Pretty Cure, but as is, Pretty Cure has 25 movies total. Which yes. Which puts it over. <laughs> Pretty Cure has a lot. But unlike Sailor Moon, it's still, like, an ongoing franchise. Pretty Cure... So on average, Pretty Cure makes more movie, more money per movie than Digimon. Oh, this has become like. Let me ask you trivia based on this Wikipedia page. But I have, <laughs> I have another question for you. Yes, I'm eager to hear. Uh, what do you think was the highest grossing Digimon film? Hmm, I haven't. I don't know all the Digimon movies. Is this one I know? Um. Maybe? It's one that I know of, but I haven't watched. Is it the Tamers one, the Runaway Train? Is that what it's called? Um, if you're talking about Battle of Adventurers, no. Because that is the highest grossing Tamers movie, specifically. But it is not the highest grossing Digimon movie total. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, it, it, obviously it should be Digimon the movie. Um, <laughs> I don't think it is. I mean, Digimon the movie with the one, the like the one that was dubbed is like two movies yeah. together. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if this is part of that. I don't think it is. Oh, yeah. So this is one of the ones that is not part of it, actually. Uh, I, you know, what? I don't know. It's Revenge of Diaboromon. Oh, I, I was, I watched that. I watched half of that. I need to watch it. It's like a thirty-minute movie. It's not that, oh no, maybe not 30 minutes. It's like 30 to 40 minutes long. It's not long. 
the highest grossing Naruto movie is Boruto Naruto the movie. Damn, I can't uh, believe Boruto outselled all of his dad's movies. Uh, and the highest grossing Pretty Cure film is Pretty Cure All-Stars New Stage Friends of the Future, which seems to be the 2012 film. No, not the 2012 film. Wait, I can't be right. That's that's incorrect. There's a one on this list that makes more than it. The one that's more made more than it was the 2010 one, Pretty Cure All Stars DX2: Light of Hope, Protect the Rainbow Jewel, at fourteen thousand or sorry, fourteen million dollars. All right, that's been twelve minutes of me talking about this Wikipedia page. I'm not surprised it's an All Star movie, but yes, we should talk about the episode. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let's go.